Robert! So I have a list. It's a list of climate change deniers from my Facebook. I started combining it around 2019 bushfires and when global climate strikes were being led by school children. I took a list of all the climate change deniers refusing to see the correlations between Australia being on fire and the impact a lack of action on climate change has had. I lovingly wrote down each of their names and put that list into a special place. There was someone from primary school, there was someone from an old workplace. You get the gist. The list I have created is a special list. Basically, it's a list of people's names who I refuse to allow on the last spaceship out to Mars. They allowed this deathly, messy bed to be made, so therefore they must sleep in it. I feel no remorse for these beliefs or for the aforementioned list. If your name's on it, watch out. Is this too intense for the first 30 seconds into the episode? Sorry, not sorry. So before I get into it, hello and welcome to Papaya Paradigm with your host, P. A podcast where we explore the parallels of pop culture and politics. Today's episode is a solo episode where I plan to delve a little into history interweave with current politics and reference pop culture. Papaya Paradigm with your host P is my shout to the abyss, my outpouring of conscious thought to anyone who will lend me their ears. For today's podcast, what does Megan the Stallion, climate change and Queensland local government have in common? Keep listening, we'll get into it. podcast core listenership is made up of my parents, my partner and a few loyal friends, I feel it's okay to shake up the sound and the way the content is delivered. I've had a few people asking me what papaya paradigm means. Well, let me elaborate. One, I friggin love alliteration. It's classy and cute all at the same time. Two, papaya is synonymous with womanhood. And three, A paradigm is an accepted set of ideas. So 1 plus 2 plus 3 equals papaya paradigm. It's a space where a woman or woman's can explore preconceived notions. We question and conjole till we reach a conclusion through lessons of histories by referencing pop culture and interrogating the heck out of current politics. You got it fam? My podcast is still evolving. The sound, the content is constantly improving. And I'm thankful for your support on this journey. Y'all are loyal. Speaking of politics, have you heard of Chris Pineapple Hooper? My parents called me during my work day a few weeks ago. My parents have this lovely habit of calling me at the most inappropriate time. When I call them back, they always call me their long lost daughter and they have a good guilt trip. Actually, I should be careful about what I say as they kind of make up one third of my listenership. Anyways, a couple of weeks ago, they called with very important information. My dad's friend, who, if you want to know who my dad is, I need to paint you a picture. He calls himself the Bogan with a slogan. He walks around town protesting for climate change to be taken seriously and his leopard print budgie smugglers. 
One noteworthy protest was when he tied a life-size cross to his back with the words, don't crucify the wreath, painted blood red on it. I can't tell you the amount of times I've gotten videos from old friends recording him walking around Rockhampton protesting. Or a text from someone saying, um, you might want to watch Channel 7 right now. Your dad's on there. Anyways, that's just to paint you a picture of my dad and the sort of company he keeps. It's definitely not tax accountants or neurologists. One of my dad's friends is a gentleman called Chris Pineapple Hooper. Chris is a climate change activist who rides around town barefoot on his bike. It's a vibe, people. Under new Queensland local government rules, the resignation of a mayor or councillor does not prompt a by-election. Instead, the second-place candidate from the most recent election is appointed. Chris ran for mayor where he received 31% of the vote, and Margaret Strelo won the majority. Now, I was in grade 5 when Margaret first became mayor of Rockhampton. Margaret recently resigned over failing to declare Adani hospitality and accepting gifts from Adani. Which, if you are not aware, Adani is a company that is building a coal mine despite many protests. It's very sus indeed. Now, I just have this random clip I found of Margaret. Um, it's her in her office dressed up in cling wrap having a very bizarre rant. Have a listen. Hello, Margaret here. I probably should have a selfie stick for this, but please have a look at my bubble wrap suit. This is to try and protect me, remembering that we're now in that period where if something happens to me, you don't have to vote. Uh, well, there it is, because Brittany and Barry have voted for you. For the next six months, if anything happens to me, then Chris Hooper is automatically your mayor. And he's your mayor for three and a half years. So uh, we're in that period. It started on the 12th of October. Um, I've made a bubble wrap suit. I'll do my best to keep myself safe. But this is an appalling piece of legislation. And the whole clip is very bizarre. I'd advise you to go check it out. But under these laws, the legislation she was referring to, which, might I add, were pushed through by the Labor government themselves, anti-Adani activist Chris Pineapple Hooper would become mayor. Now, Labor has announced they want these laws reversed immediately. I managed to have a quick conversation with Chris and ask him about why he felt the Labor government wanted to quickly reverse these laws. to know from Chris's perspective what his uh, opinions were on politics and the Labour Party after this ordeal that they're putting him through. Well, yeah, it was sort of read between the lines and one of the statements of the acting mayor, he said that as soon as 
it looked like, you know, Marcus Fierro resigned and I was in. They immediately got into operation and it was a little bit like the state government and the local government association and the council combined mm. to get me out of there from the word go, you know, because I didn't, as I said before, I didn't fit the mould. So, and the, the acting mayor, he, um, yeah, he sort of press release about that, you know, and he actually got the local government association to come up and help him out because they didn't know what to do and how to handle it, you know. Chris brings up an interesting point. When he's talking about Labor not knowing how to handle it, I would like to bring to your attention what's going on in Townsville. I did a little digging. The mayor in Townsville is a Labor member. Her name is Jenny Hill. In October, she was accused of driving without due care and caused a death. Earlier this year, she was involved in a collision with a motorbike which killed a 33-year-old male rider. Despite being issued with a notice to appear in court later this month, Jenny has announced that she will not stand down as the mayor of Townsville. This alone is weird for me, that she wouldn't stand down, or that people aren't more adamantly calling for her resignation. Someone died, after all. Doesn't sound like the mayor candidate that I would want. But say she stands down, or is forced to, depending on the outcome of this court case, the candidate who received the next highest amount of votes is someone called Sam Cox. How do I say this politely? He's kind of an unsuccessful politician. He was an LNP member, then he defected to Pauline Hanson's One Nation and attempted to contest the Queensland state election seat of Birkton in 2017. He was unsuccessful. He tried for local government in 2020. He lost that. Then he tried again in 2020 Queensland state election as part of the Cata Party and he was unsuccessful again. However, despite him not being a first choice for a lot of people in quite a few elections, but most recently the local government election, he's won 27.14% of the vote, which is less than what Chris Pineapple Hooper won in Rockhampton. Yet, and I need you to hear me on this, the Labour Party only wants to change the laws in Rockhampton for a by-election to be called. This is also happening up in the TI. So just to make this clear, Rockhampton Mayor Margaret Strelo resigned due to misconduct. Townsville Mayor Jenny is facing court due to alleged driving without care that caused death. They're both in kind of inconvenient positions. In Rockhampton, the second highest vote winner is Chris Pineapple Hooper, who won 31% of the vote. And he is, keyword here, Auntie Adani. In Townsville, the second highest vote winner is Sam Cox, who won 27 of the vote. And he's most likely pro-Adani as his political alliances are in that direction. Labour are pro-Adani. They are pro-mining. And they are wanting to change the laws in the local government for only the Rockhampton mayoral role. Labour changed the Queensland government rules so that if a mayor or councillor resigns, then they wouldn't prompt a by-election. However, since the second candidate in Rockhampton... It doesn't suit their agenda as he's anti-Adani. They are now calling for a by-election, but for Rockhampton only.
You cannot change laws just to suit your agenda. Are you hearing how ludicrous this is? It's hypocritical. I thought we lived in a democracy. You can't go changing the laws willy-nilly to suit your agenda. It makes me angry. As of 2018, 15.3% of Queenslanders were living in poverty. That's 773,078 people experiencing poverty in 2018. Some of the highest numbers in Australia. Queensland is facing some real issues and our politicians tell us it takes time and they're investing in people and they're investing in the community and they're investing in the state. But hundreds of thousands of people in poverty don't make our politicians jump. No, what makes them jump is if an anti-Adani mayor could potentially get in front of their money train. That would make them more scared than children going without food or people being homeless. Good to know what the Labour government values. Good to friggin' know. If you don't know me, I'm a greenie. I will put it out there. I love the environment. I love social issues and I care about what's happening in Australia. One important issue for the Greens is climate change. Climate change is real. I get upset when the environment is taken advantage of by politicians and big corporations. I get angry, as do many other young and old people across the globe who are pushing for climate action onto their government. Now climate action is a big topic. I will do at least probably three podcasts to try and unpack it because there's so many important parts that I would love to touch on and great people I'd like to talk to about it. But for this episode, I want to just touch on climate change and I have to discuss Morrison and Biden. Remember that list I mentioned at the beginning? It really got started when Scott Morrison made those comments about Greta at the United Nations, declaring that Australians' children need to not have needless anxiety. Do you remember the speech? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money. Firstly, how dare you, Scott Morrison? Greta is a queen. This girl immobilized the whole world to fight for the earth. No matter your age, socioeconomic background or education, she got you to come out and to protest for the environment. And yet the haters still had a lot to say. Michael Knowles, a Fox News guest, referred to her as a mentally ill Swedish child. My Facebook comment section had a lot worse to say. But 2019 fam, that was the year that Greta made climate change mainstream. Now hear me out on this. I know the term has been around for a long time and small niches of concerned citizens, scientists, activists have been talking about it for a long time. But in 2019, climate change became a pop icon, culture, whatever you want to call it. Think about it. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry made the environment the issue of the month in July 2019. Megan the Stallion, you know, the WAP rapper, 
She took to Instagram Live in her bikini to suggest her followers go do beach cleanup days. I've got the clip here. You know, being a hot girl is not just all about driving a motherfucking boat. It's a bit hard to hear, but basically she's saying, get your bikinis on, let's go clean up some beaches. We've got to put our hands behind some real causes here. It wasn't just her. Movies, books, TV shows, they all reference this impending doom and the impact of climate change. Look, I'm glad that it's now mainstream and that children have taken off school to march for climate actions on Fridays. I'm glad that some politicians are making it a part of their agenda, but Australia, how the heck are we still lagging behind? Now, I don't know if Scott Morrison is living in a delusional world, but he thought Trump would win the controversial 2020 election. In fact, he counted on it. His climate agenda depended on it. Now he's waking up in the Biden era, who's pushing a Green New Deal for the U.S., Biden has announced that he plans to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement and the international pact that was designed to avoid dangerous warmings of the earth. President Trump had previously pulled out of the deal, but Biden, on top of that, has also put forth a proposed Green New Deal. Biden is proposing to make U.S. electricity production carbon-free by 2035 and have the country achieve net zero emissions by the middle of the century. He wants to invest in electric vehicle manufacturing and charging points to give consumers financial incentives to trade up to cleaner cars. Spain is shutting down 69% of its coal-fired power plants this year and investing over $27 billion worth of renewable energies. South Korea, Uruguay, Kenya, the list goes on. They're all announcing their plans for more sustainable power sources and investing billions into the futures of their country. Australia, on the other hand, under Scott Morrison as MP, Anastasia Palaszczuk in Queensland are continuing to forge ahead with coal and gas mines. Both are not good news for the environment. Yesterday alone, New South Wales broke the heat levels. It's real. The impacts on climate change are real. But, and it's a big but, Scott Morrison's language has changed over the past couple of weeks. Are you ready for this? I'll play the clip of what he said, and this was back in September. I know people get very focused on, on the politics of these commitments, but what I'm focused on is on the technology that delivers lower emissions, lower costs and more jobs. Okay. That's what actually matters to people. That's what changes their lives. And so that's what we're delivering. And when we make a commitment, we meet it. And we don't just meet it, we beat it. That's our form. But you won't make this commitment? We're committed to investing in the technology okay. which reduces emissions in this country. And I think those sort of things are, are achievable with the right investments in the right technology. And you won't certainly, you won't get there, I'll, I'll guarantee you this, if you're going to narrow the sorts of technologies and the sorts of solutions that you're prepared to. Basically, Scott Morrison is talking about their policy is to achieve some kind of technology or something in the second half of this century. 
the second half of the century. When the heck is that? 2090? There's no definite date. Even when pushed by ABC's insiders, he couldn't give us a date. However, now Biden is set to become the next president of the United States of America, Morrison is starting to change his tune. Last week, he told the Business Council of Australia he wanted to reach net zero emissions as quickly as possible. Note, he's still not giving us a date. So maybe now that we're living in a Biden era, Australian politicians are warming to climate action. Let's hope they warm to it quicker than the earth is heating up. <laughs> I needed to have at least one pun in there. I wanted to include, lastly, before we finish, a quote from Doug Cameron. Basically, he said in his tweet, Murdoch's mouthpiece Paul Kelly says Morrison is adjusting to a changing world. This Murdoch rag speaks for Trump is gone and Morrison's climate change crap is no longer sustainable. Morrison is shape-shifting admission that he cannot continue to lie and spin on climate action. Fam, I've laid it out for you today. Australia is an embarrassment to the world stage thanks to the inaction of our political leaders. Climate change is real, even Hollywood agrees. And yet, our leaders would rather languish in the hot tub that has become our environment. Hotter summers, bushfires burning as we speak, floods and other natural disasters are becoming more prevalent. You know that friend that never commits to anything in case something better comes along? Well, maybe I just have some bad friends. But that's our politicians, literally. They're reactive to what everyone else is doing rather than setting our own standards for environmentalism and sustainability. They'll wait till the world moves before they pick up their ass and do something about it. It's not a vibe and I didn't sign up for that. Till next time, you've listened to Papaya Paradigm with your host P. It's been real and I'm sweating as we speak, but I'm a lucky one. The impacts of climate change will have costly consequences for many. So act now. TTYL.